Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I've joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What do you do, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, having a good old time over here. Been re-watching these spring games, getting fired up for Alabama and LSU to kick off mm-hmm. theirs this Saturday to close us out for spring. How you doing, my friend? Oh, doing great, man. Doing great. Just following you, you know, you seem like you always find some good shit. Uh, I saw you getting on there with Jimbo, uh, getting on to the media. I was like, what's going on down there in Texas A&M, you know? So, uh, no, honestly, just been in and out and uh, getting ready for these final two uh, SEC matchups. Oh, yeah, Shane, I'm glad you you referenced that because I did not want to forget. We we got Michael Katz. I don't want to forget that. Michael Katz from the DJ Mm -hmm. Journal, Ole Miss Insider. He joined the show. Great conversation. We're going to play that here in a minute. ESPN FPI. We've got a special show announcement coming up here in just a second. But I did want to lead with that Jimbo comments here, Shane, because that's what we do here. We play these coach clips, and I saw this. This was uh, Saturday, this this entire Mm -hmm. exchange. If anybody missed it, we're about to play it. But, man, there's been uproar and – Jimbo's this and Jimbo's that and he's losing control and he's losing his mind. This is the biggest bullshit that I've seen around <laughs> SEC in in a long long time Shane and you know we are not Jimbo Fisher defenders. We call him out when he deserves to be called out, but yep. I also think it's important for people to know when BS is out there we're going to call it out. We call it like we see it and man this this was just awful, clickbait, garbage, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, I can't believe this even made headlines. Wrap us up. How much does a guy like Bryce be a good, if it's the last question, it's going to be a good question. Don't be, don't, I don't need, I don't <laughs> yeah, need, I, I, listen, I don't need no Houston Chronicle question. Give, give, him, give him a question. Give, give, give him a text Ags question. It's a better question, all right? I don't need no Houston Chronicle. Right. I need a text Ags question. Let good me question. ask you about a guy who didn't, who you would like to have had for 30 parts. Sports Foster. Illustrated is just as bad. Sports Illustrated, that, that ain't a good one either now. That ain't a good one either. That used to be, that used to be the golden standard. Daggum. Bryce Foster. That used to be the golden state. Yeah, wait a minute. Y'all give me flack. I can't give you flack. That <laughs> y'all get y'all can't take it. Look at it. They get personal. Look at that. All right, so what's wrong with that side? All right, what you got? All right, Bryce Foster. How much does he miss out? I know you encourage the two sports. All right, Chase. Are you playing yeah, the clip? Yeah, yeah, I'll play oh, the yeah. clip. So if you're not watching, maybe that there's context lost if you're not watching. But he's yeah. he's winking over here. He's winking the entire time, Mike. I mean, there is there's clear like if I watch this without you even setting it up, I'd be like, Oh look, Jimmo's cutting up a little bit, you right. know? And the guy in question, he answered two questions right up and, and wasn't just you know, let's not call out other coaches, but sometimes these coaches give non answers. Jimbo, I mean, went at mm-hmm. length to give in depth responses to each. He did not uh, you know, was not really calling anybody out here. And remember, Shane, this is Jimbo Fisher, who at the start of spring was kind of combative with the media. That that was yeah. a story, I felt like. But this is Jimbo cutting up, having fun. And that tells me, Shane, that, uh, you know, he's probably feeling pretty good about his Aggie football team. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, 
you know, that there's these idiots calling him out. If, if anything, all that's going to do is rally the 12th man behind their coach because stuff like this really does, uh, you know, get the fans behind their coach when it's just made up garbage. Well, and, and too, it shows you just kind of how toxic it's been down there lately. They're ready to pile on, Jimbo. Right. Everybody's ready to pile back on Texas A&M and just burn that program to the ground. That's what they're waiting on. Yeah. And so you can kind of tell that when you see dumb stories like this pop up. And if you want to see the full exchange, jump onto our YouTube channel. Mike's posted there. Uh, if you're just on the Twitters, if you get on his handle, you'll see the the full link. It, yes, he jokes up front, but then he goes into an in-depth analysis of the questions that was asked. So, um, yeah, I'm with you, man. We're going to pile on Jimbo when it's right. This was not the time. Uh, Jimbo was was in the right, in my opinion, and it's kind of funny that it even became a story. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, Shane, I, I said we got a show announcement here. I'm pretty fired up about this one. We've done it before. We're doing it again. But this is going to be better than ever because we actually have a voicemail yeah. to go with it here. We got a <laughs> call in line. I'll throw it up on the screen if you're just listening. And we're going to throw this in the show notes so you can always find it in the bottom. If you got an issue, a prediction, uh, maybe you just want to vent, whatever, we yeah. have a call in line and we'd love for as many voicemails to come on here, be featured on the show, particularly in the offseason. We need the content, so you'd be doing us a favor. I, last year, we've had quite a few, so I'd love to get more this offseason. And that call-in line, 615-965-5152. I'll say that one more time, 615-965-5152. And as Cousin Shane has already told me, by God, that's a lot of numbers you're throwing at him. <laughs> <laughs> no way you're memorizing that one, you know. But I will say this, after the games, we'll be posting. If you look at any of our social medias, the phone number will be on there. Yeah. Uh, this, this is important, Mike, because one of the main reasons I enjoy it is because you know, we've all had those games, man, when you're just – you cannot believe you just lost it. You know, that's really what this is for. This is a vent line, in my opinion. And maybe you don't have a, a buddy to talk to or, or, or a family member you can get a hold of. Well, you got some cousins over here that, that can be that shoulder for you. You know, you want to fire an offensive coordinator, you call <laughs> us, and we'll let them know that that guy doesn't need to be there. Uh, so that's kind of what this is. But like you said, also in the offseason, uh, it really helps just to hear from you guys, some maybe some topics that you guys would like to cover. Because, again, if not for you, we wouldn't have this podcast. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this line and can you for those listeners can you give them that number one more time yes, sir 615-965-5152 and again i'll put it in the show notes uh this will be plastered all over so uh hopefully you yeah. give us a ring give us some questions give us comments give us bold predictions whatever you got we're yeah. willing to take it and yeah like you said i can't wait for the season we'll be talking a lot about this i, I would love to hear Man, everybody is always thinking their team's going to win, but will you be bold yeah. enough to call after they lose? Oh, man, I, I can't wait to see some of the exchanges we get. You know what? Absolutely. And if you don't want us to put it on the show, maybe you just want to tell somebody. Yeah. You know, me and Mike are going to listen to every one of these. 
So maybe you just want to tell us off the air, not just be sure to let us know when you upload your, your voicemail at the end. Hey guys, don't want this included on the show. Just curious your input, you know, or something along those lines. So, uh, yeah, this is cool. I'm glad it's back. And, uh, I should be a lot of fun, Mike. We're going to do it better this time. Uh, we're not, we're not technically a calling show. We're not, you know, we're not ripping fine bomb here or anything like that, but we just, again, we've got so many great fans out there and loyal listeners and and maybe they got something that could help us, man. I mean, there's been a lot of constructive criticism. Mike sends my way, you know, if I didn't know it, I couldn't fix it. Well, the same goes with you guys. Uh, so absolutely. If you can get on there and call us, uh, we'd love to have you on the show. Well, all right, Shay, we'll get to our interview with Michael Katz here in just a moment, but we do have a show topic here that's going to be able to hit on all 14, actually all 16. I keep forgetting we got two more teams, not technically yet in the SEC, but they will be soon enough, Texas and Oklahoma. ESPN mm-hmm. Football Power Index. There's a reason I don't use these. <laughs> There's a reason <laughs> we don't reference these hardly ever. But it is the offseason, and we needed the content, and this was a a fun way to hit on all 16 teams here, Shane. But I am ready to rip into these. Are you? (laughs) Maybe. The the hotline may have been perfect timing here, Mike. (laughs) Let's let the listeners see what they think the top 16 power rankings are. (laughs) Yeah, so, again, this is not my rankings. I would never put my name to this list, but this is ESPN's Football Power Index, Shane. The best team in the SEC, who do you think it is going into the 2023 season? Georgia Bulldogs. Wrong. Already this list is invalid, Shane. <laughs> Alabama. But, you know, no due respect. I mean, they'll, they'll be preseason yeah. top five. They'll, they'll get all the accolades. Oh, yeah. I'm not trashing Alabama. But not having Georgia number one is already makes this list illegitimate in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, Shane, yeah. there's even a team above both of them. Oh, really? Ohio State. Oh, come on. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, Mike. Oh, I know where this list was was made. Up there in Big Ten country, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, again, that's, that's just laughable. Again, I got no problem you putting Alabama two as long as you put Georgia yeah. number one. But that is not how this – So, they got Ohio State number one, uh-huh. Bama two – and Georgia three. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they got all three of those all wrong. Right. <laughs> What's that phone number again, Mike? Six one five nine six five five one five two. Oh yeah, I'm gonna call it after this. Now I could get on board with this one, Shane. LSU number four. Okay. And again, that's. I mean, we're a year removed from hiring a football coach. I, I realize, you know, we overachieved. We won a division title. But we're talking sitting here preseason college football playoff discussion. Man, them Tiger fans have got to be happy right there with, at number four, oh, don't man. you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's very bold in my opinion. I, I, don't get me wrong. I think LSU is going to have a great team. But, you know, putting them fourth, that's that sounds like an SEC homer kind of move. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's why they led with Ohio State because they knew they were going to go back-to-back-to-back to back to back SEC teams here. Well, Mike, we're going to start all over. God bless America. What's that hotline number? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, we just just won't have your video. I'm sorry. 
but that's yeah, fine. That's your, okay. your, your videos. Hey, welcome back. Shane's here. Yeah. <laughs> For the listeners not knowing, Mike just decided to record me, which doesn't matter. I'm recording this from a Motorola Razor anyway. So, <laughs> All right, Shane, you'll never guess, I don't think. The next team ranked on this list. Rack your brain, all the SEC teams. Who mm. do you think? And they've got them as number five in the country, which is even oh, wow. more ridiculous in my mind. Who would you take a guess is that number five team in the country, number four team in the SEC? Okay, so it's an SEC team. Um, Tennessee? Texas. Te Wait, what? Texas, number five in the country. I, I get oh. We're st we're trying to warm up to you. You, you threw know, me off. I thought again. I, I said SEC. Were, look, I know, but they're not. I got you. All right. But still, would you would never in a million years would you have said Texas? Would you? No, no. Texas is getting there. I don't. I think they're getting better. I think you know they're very young, but I I think Texas has a bright future and can find themselves in a top five at some point, but not this season. You got to earn it. Yeah, they, yeah, they have you don't not just, earned. I don't even know if they're top twenty-five. I mean, no, they this probably is just a, looking at logos at this point, Mike. <laughs> this, that's all this is. This is, <laughs> you know, it's the first five teams I see when I pull into Walmart shopping center. You know, it's like, all right, they got to be good this year. <laughs> I think you're dead on, Shay, because the next one again, no disrespect, but they had a rough year in their coach's debut. Next on this list, Shane, Oklahoma, number eleven. And again, I, I think they went six and seven or something last year. Um, but they I brought mean, everybody back, including the coaching <laughs> staff. They should be better this year, Mike. <laughs> right? I mean, what are we doing here with this list? What, how could they even put this list out there? I mean, I, again, uh, we're talking about it. You know what it's, I mean? I, I don't know. Dan Wolken wrote this one, didn't he? <laughs> you know, just get everybody fired up. <laughs> now, now, this one I think you could – possibly get on board with Shane, but maybe I mean I possibly could be even higher. I think they probably should be. Tennessee number twelve in the country. How do you feel about that? Well yeah, I mean naturally I'd I'd try to make an excuse for him to be the fifth best team in the country. But no, I, I think this is a good spot for Tennessee Vols. This is a, a, a top fifteen team for sure. You know, and unfortunately Joe didn't just blow us away during the spring game. I think that would have helped our, our case a little bit. But, uh, no, I think this is a good spot for them. All right, how about number 16, Shane? Ole Miss, who we'll, we'll oh, get more okay. in-depth with Michael Katz here. But that's probably right where they should be given, uh, you know, they were top 10 at one point. That was – they played a, a cupcake schedule to get there, but and they didn't finish the deal. So, I could yeah. see people having issues with this. But – you know, in the mix for the top 20, I think it's fair for Ole Miss. What's your thoughts? Yeah, and they're improved. I, I, this, is a, this isn't this is last year Ole Miss. This is a better Ole Miss team. So, yeah. I like this. I like this ranking here. Now, this one I don't know if you're going to get on board with either, Shane. Maybe we're just way off the mark. Or particularly, I should stop throwing you into this mix. Maybe I'm <laughs> way off the mark here. But number 18 in the country, the Florida Gators. Hmm. Man, I – yeah, I mean, clearly you're not on this list, you know. You've been on every show this side of the Mississippi tearing them down. But I think I think Florida Gators are better than people are going to give them credit for. Uh -huh. But 
you know, that, I think it's one of those scenarios that if you remove Florida from the SEC and you put them in the pack or you put them, yeah, can are they one of the top twenty, you know, programs in the country? Absolutely, yeah. but you know, this I think this is a this is a lofty number when you're factoring some of those other teams uh, behind them. Now, how about number nineteen, Shane? Texas A and M, which. I think that's probably fair, maybe not even ranked. I think they have potential to be even much higher than this, but I can't say Texas has got to earn it and not say A&M's got to earn it too. They they have the pieces. They have not earned um, a a top 20 ranking in my mind. What's your thoughts on on A&M at 19? In my opinion, first thing that comes up, it's like the opposite of the Alabama effect. You know, naturally, you want to put Alabama at the first spot because they always produce and they're always competitive and they're always a national championship contender. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M, you want to bring down just because of what they did last year. You know, that one really caught a lot of people off guard and and, and the expectations for the Aggies are just they're everywhere. There's I've seen people think that this is going to be another – uh, maybe a college football playoff t- caliber team, and then you've got some on the other hand saying, "Hey, man, they they may fight for another bowl game." You know, so I just you you just don't know what you're going to get with Jimbo right now. So I think that's the problem is just just too many question marks. So like I said, opposite of the Alabama, I really think Texas A&M's got a better team than this. But yeah. you know, am I going to argue and and put my face out there again and and say they're going to win the SEC? Hell no, I'm not. But <laughs> I do think we got a better program down there. All right, how about this one, Shane? Again, the, just the annual disrespect of this program never ceases to amaze me. Kentucky number 28 mm-hmm. We got to put Kentucky in the top 25, don't we? I mean, yeah, I do. I mean, obviously, I think you and me both think they're top 25. I think a lot of loyal listeners think they're top 25. You know, from an outside looking in, though, you're you're saying, okay, yeah, it makes sense. You've got a a quarterback. You've got an A running back now. You've got a better offensive line. So, you got a new coordinator that's produced in Lexington before. So I, I think you, the, the chemistry's there, but we've not actually seen the product on the field. So I think I can understand a little reserve there. Uh, but I think that gets put away. Kentucky's one of those programs that, you know, two, three weeks in, we're like, oh, shit, they are a top 25 program. I think that's what happens here. But a lot of people, they see the, they see the ingredients, but they just don't know what the, the meal's going to taste like, you know? Right, right. And I'll tell you this, Shane. I guarantee you, if you gave Mark Stoops truth serum and you said, mm-hmm. would you rather be in the t- top 25 in the preseason or would you rather be outside of it, 100 out of 100, he says, don't put that number next to our <laughs> name, brother, because I'm going to use that to rally Absolutely. this team and, and get that chip on their shoulder. So might be exactly where you want to be if you're a Kentucky fan. How about this, Shane? One bad season, and it wasn't even god-awful. I mean, there's a lot worse teams. And we just boot them out of the top 25. I don't like care for this one either. Number 30, Arkansas, which probably has the best quarterback in the SEC. A lot to like about Sam Pittman and company, but no love from the ESPN FPI here at number 30. No, and again, I think it's it boils down to trust issues similar to Texas A&M. Um, they just got to they gotta see it, man. We 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 piece together a good season then we have a down it's like a roller coaster we got to see consistency especially like 
you said, when you've got arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the country, there should not be seasons like last year and a drop off. So um, this one here is just they got hurt before and they're afraid to put them up any higher. Yeah. How about this one, Shane? Again, you want to talk about annually underrated and disrespected Mississippi State number 32, mm. which I could kind of get behind maybe not in the top 25, but if you win a game or two jumping in there, I, I kind of get that. But, man, again, Zach Arnett's playing that disrespect card. You know what? Right. Yeah, and, and and that's a tough one, Mike. That's a, a, you and I have a tough time knowing where to put Mississippi State, right. uh, and you know that's again one of those programs that just had had a lot of turnover. We got a new coach in there. We don't know exactly what the system's going to look like. We can predict. We've seen spring action, you know. But one thing that we do, you know, like is Will Rogers, and and I think having a good quarterback is a big part of remaining in a top twenty-five. So. That's why I would I would be moving this team up further the list just because of that. Now, what team I kind of agree with here, Shane, number 39, Auburn. Because that's another one, a lot of uncertainty, maybe adding more pieces via the transfer portal, which will correct this. You could prove a lot of people wrong, but mm -hmm. I think it's always wise not to hype someone up year one in a, in a new coaching staff and all that. So – Auburn, you could be a hell of a lot better than this, but I think this is fair around number 39, top 40 program. What's your thoughts on Auburn at number 39? Oh, my thoughts are you better give South Carolina that toll-free number again because <laughs> Mizzou better have that toll-free number again, you know, because, you know, Auburn, we expect further down this list, obviously, yeah. with everything that happened, but – I think the biggest surprise is that they're not the bottom here. You know, Auburn, we knew, would have to work their way up. Uh, and to be a top 40 team, yeah, you know, I could I could see that. But at the end of the season, similar to uh, an argument I made earlier, you remove Auburn and you put them in one of these other conferences, they're just going to run through it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think this is uh, kind of don't know what we have just yet. Uh, and it's a safe pick. If if I'm putting this list together, I could I can make an argument for that spot. Now again, these are not our rankings. No, no, Shane had we nothing to do with it. Sure as hell, <laughs> do not agree with this one. But at number forty, the Missouri Tigers, Shane, which I understand hesitations. I understand like maybe not trusting them but they got number two returning production in the SEC. They've got a very manageable schedule. They've got experience and now talent at quarterback, bringing a ton back on defense. <laughs> you put Missouri at number 40 at your own risk because this yeah. has a potential to be a top 20 team. So, I mean, you're basically missing a mark by a half here. Um, I, I can't believe Missouri at 40. Can you? No, no. The this these next two are just disrespectful in my opinion, and, and a reason I would not subscribe to any plus or anything that they have. You know, short of watching a spring game. After that, I was out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I am not going to hold on to anything you guys put out. That's why I am literally a days away from canceling my cable, and the only reason I have it 
And this is no joke because LSU and Alabama play all Saturday. Saturday night, that bad boy Absolutely. gets canceled because I got no use for ESPN and all this. You are, you are not alone, my friend. Short of the weather channel, I don't need it, you know? <laughs> it's like, unless there's tornadoes coming my way, I may regret not having local news, but uh, I can put a satellite up. But I'm with you here, Mike. This is it's, it's just complete garbage, and it is a waste of time to, to even – you know, I, I would be pissed off. I, I But, again, this is the yeah. chip you need. This is the ammunition you need if you're Eli. This is the ammunition if you need if you're Beamer. You know, there's a lot of people out there that clearly do not respect what your organization is about and what they're doing. And I think you should take names, man, and come out here and just, you know, show the country that, that you belong in the top 25, which I think both those teams do. Mike, I, I'm just curious, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to stoke the fire here, but can you give me the – do you have the complete list in front of you? Yes, sir. I got the whole list now. All right. Yeah, so just for shits and giggles, I, I would love to – I'd love to hear the five teams above Missouri here that are not SEC. Obviously, Auburn's in the mix there, but – um, if could you give me the top five? I'm just trying to find where are they putting them with the other teams in the in the country. Oklahoma State, mm. Iowa, oh god, NC State, Pitt, <laughs> Syracuse, and then Minnesota. Wow, is this hockey? What are we doing? Here? <laughs> I'm sure you got the right list. Is that what this is? <laughs> No, this is this is genuine oh, right here. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's just the disrespect, you know. Honestly, if if this is week two and Mizzou and Syracuse are going against each other, you know, obviously we pulled a little bit for for the bearded trader last year, but right. th- that was a that was a fun story. Missouri is a better football team. Their quarterback will be much improved. I really do think Cook can cook, man. Yeah. I, I think we, we're going to see a little bit more from the running game. I think I look at that bag of chips over your – I mean, they, they have got some freaking dudes on that team. The defense is locked down. And I, Syracuse probably would not get 10 points in that game. I just right. – I, I, I think it's it's a joke in my opinion, but whatever. What? Where, where's South Carolina, man? I want to know, Shane – what did Shane Beamer and Spencer Rattler do to ESPN to get this disrespect? Oh. Number 42, 13th, well, no, excuse me, 15th out of 16 SEC teams, South Carolina, number 42. God, this, this was a terrible list. Was that show on ESPN, the one he did last year? They'll never do another one. <laughs> They'll never do another one. That was it. That was the last time. He if must could, have pissed somebody uh, off over there with just some comments. Seriously. Or yeah. They must have done something bad down there at Disney or something. You know? <laughs> <He got> to... <laughs> oh, this is stupid. This is such a dumb list. Uh, now, this this one here, and, and again, similar arguments to Mizzou. This is a program that belongs in the top 25. You know, do they have some some – problems do they have some potential hiccups yes you know we we just talked yesterday about their offensive line but yeah you know we're we're nitpicking here we we still got one of the better quarterbacks in the country we still got one of the best receivers in the country we've got 
the the special teams, which is phenomenal. You got, I mean, it's just all around a program that if the stars align, could really make some noise in the SEC and the, and to think that they don't belong in the top forty in the country is just an absolute joke, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and the only thing I'll who add wrote, to who that did Shane? this list is this like a, a composite thing, or is there like some dude that made this this actual list or report? I would. We need to get these names out here. It's like their computer model, and it says it's oh. a season-long rankings and projection system. They simulate Stupid. the season 20,000 times, and this is what the model tells them. Stupid computers. Hmm. But I would I would say this, Shane, and we do not agree with this ranking whatsoever, but let's say it is accurate. Mm-hmm. At, the, at bare minimum, if I'm a South Carolina fan, I'm saying – you're telling us we're number 42 in the country and and we finished third in the East. That means we have got one hell of a coach that is doing more with less. And Spencer Rattler, you know, some people like to judge him and hate on him and all this. He is over-exceeding expectations. Yeah. If they're the 15th at a 16th best SEC team and we're finishing third in the East and oh yeah, the top two went undefeated against the SEC West. I know everybody loves to say the SEC West better than the East. Well, they, the best in the East were better than the best in the West. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And then finally Shane Vanderbilt, which I think they even got this one wrong. Number 73 Vanderbilt oh, with multiple SEC wins last year. I mean, this is not Derek Mason Vanderbilt anymore. This is a team on the rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 73. I ain't buying that for the Vanderbilt Commodores. Are you? Just, just curious. Back to the list. You got you got five ahead of them. <laughs> what is it? UTEP and Nevada. Virginia, which I think won one game last year. Mm. Stanford, which – there's, they did so well, their longtime head coach got fired. <laughs> Fresno State Ugh. and Troy. Troy. Come on, man. Come on, Troy. Come on, Come on. Troy. Just, I would, I, Vanderbilt and Troy play today, Mike. Who's favored? Vanderbilt. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, stupid. Uh, poor Vandy, man. I mean, they're always going to get the, the bad rap right now at being the worst team in the SEC. But, you know, even the worst team in the SEC is not 70th in the country, in my opinion, Mike. Uh, there's a lot of teams that are in the SEC that don't want to play Vanderbilt. Ask right. Florida. Ask Kentucky. You know, they, these are two teams they lost to last year. So, um, now, I, two, I, two or three years ago, that's a fair ranking. Yeah. But it ain't two or three years ago anymore. Mm. You know what? No, absolutely not. I tell you, you guys are sleeping on Swan. I, I, there's something about the kid I just absolutely love, and I, I think Vanderbilt is going to sneak a few more wins this season, and we're going to look back at this list, and they won't get, they won't, it, it won't be on the on the newspaper. You know, nobody wants to talk about, oh, we messed up on Vanderbilt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I think we get to the end of next season, we're going to look back and say, seventieth man, did did you not watch <laughs> this game? Did you not watch <laughs> that game? Vanderbilt's yep. going to a bowl, baby. So. Just remember, Shane, this is the only time we'll talk about this damn FPI the whole year because of this. I mean, it's garbage, but thank mm-hmm. you for the content here. You know what? Absolutely. I'll be dropping you guys next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, buddy. So uh, I teased it there. Let's get to this great interview. Michael Katz, he's been on the show a number of times. This is the best interview yet. You guys are going to like this one. All right, we're pleased to once again be joined by Michael Katz. Of course, we've had him on the show a number of times, covers Ole Miss for the DJ Journal. And I come to find out this week, he drives a Subaru. How you doing, Katz? Yeah, I didn't realize that was going to be such a, a decisive, uh, divisive thing. Like, I, you know, I'm from California, so but I lived in, like, the Mountain West Territory. So, like, Idaho, Wyoming, like, you have to have a Subaru there or, or something, like, of that nature. And so I bought that car when I was in Boise. Um, and so I, I when, when a, a radio host today was like, I bet you drive a Subaru. And I, I kind of paused, and I was like, I actually do. And then he was like... Uh, I bet you you play disc golf. And I was like, I'm not even kidding. I just had that conversation last week. And he's like, I bet you like craft beer. And I was like, why are you in my head? I feel seen right now. This is really weird. Um, That's where I draw the line, Cats, because, hell, anything with alcohol, I'll drink it. And uh, craft beer, I got no problem with that. Yeah, no. But so so do you have a problem with the Subaru, though? Because I guess I I won't be picking you up anytime soon if you do. It's fine. not really. I'm not a, honestly. I'm not a car guy, but it just seems like around here, if you don't drive a truck, um, you don't know what the hell you're doing. And the, I'm the reason I'm anti-truck is because I don't want everybody I know to be, hey, I gotta move a couch, hey, I gotta move a bed, and and calling me up. So I don't think I'll ever own a truck, to be honest with you. You're everybody's friend when you have a truck. <laughs> exactly. It's dangerous. <laughs> you have a lot of favors. Well, I'll tell you who's everybody's friend in the damn transfer portal. We all know it. Lane Kiffin, the transfer portal king. Did you see the comments uh, late last week? I kind of roasted him for it. I'm curious to know what you thought. He he was mad. I think he was mad more about tampering than anything else. But uh, what would you make of that exchange if you saw it on Feinbaum? Basically, he just said, you know, they're, they're, they're coming after the best running back in the country. He's on my roster. And I thought that was illegal on and on and on. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so with 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 Lane, there, there's always um, there's there's a few things he really wants to talk about. There's some things he absolutely never wants to talk about, like injuries and uh, you know it's, you know stuff like that. But like the Auburn when, job, well, he talks about it now, uh, <laughs> as you might see on ESPN.com or uh, a few days ago at, at his press conference. But um, one thing that he's really outspoken on is is the portal and playing the game but also um the the i mean i, I want to say the dirty part and there's dirty parts in all of this but um w- without even being prompted he has told us uh, a couple of times that quinshawn judkins was basically being recruited um without being in the transfer portal uh which it, by the rules is very much not you know that's very much illegal right um I think Lane does everything with a purpose. He's very intentional with the way he does things. He doesn't just say things to say them. I, I know it sometimes seems that way. Uh, he's 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 really intentional with, with with what he decides to talk about and who he talks to it about and how he talks about it. And um, you know, do do I personally know if if Quinchon was recruited? I you know I'm not going to get that information. Um, you know, we, we talked to him because uh, we're not usually we're not allowed to talk to freshmen. So we talked to him for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago, which is crazy. Like the SEC's one of the best running backs in the league we'd never talked to. 
Um, and he's like, he's, you know, he was asked about it and he was very buttoned up about it, which, you know, you would expect for a 19 year old to, to, you know, and probably best to avoid the topic altogether. But, um, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I don't know what happened with that, but I do know that there's probably a reason Lane is making a point of it. And it's, it's when, you know, cause some, sometimes the transfer portal levels the playing field, right? Because you can, you can get the five stars that you couldn't get before that didn't work out in another place. You know, Ole Miss wasn't getting Jackson Dart um, before, but they got another chance. They got him this time. But there's still some inconsistencies in terms of the playing field. You know, they find ways to – the good teams always kind of end up having a little bit of an edge. Um, and so when there's money involved, as as can be now um, – you know, and that's what this always, it's what the conversation usually comes down to is NIL and who's offering more. And, um, you know, it's Lane's brought up the idea of contracts. You're usually going to go where there's more money. That's just how it works. Um, I, I think he's, he's, he's probably making a point that like, th there's going to be some unfair stuff happening here because those schools that are always really good at this are going to be really good at this too, because they have the resources. And so, uh, I think he's he's probably trying to get something, you know, he he has said that this is not sustainable, like how it is right now. It, 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 something has to happen. Uh, and I think he's trying to get traction on that because when Lane talks, people listen because uh, he doesn't talk about a ton of stuff. But when he does, it's it, it, it's usually for a reason. Now, let me ask you this, because this is something I'm very fascinated by, just given the fact that uh, Lane Kiffin has been wildly successful. I don't, I mean, I, th I think you could argue he's been much more successful or certainly as successful as Hugh Freeze. I I'm just looking at the recent history of the program. But uh, last season ended poorly, obviously. There was all the speculation and, and fans, it seemed like, by the end of all that and by the by how the season ended there was some animosity now certainly not within the athletics program I mean they just gave Miss Monster contract so I'm not insinuating he's on any kind of hot seat that even for the SEC that'd be crazy but I'm just wondering if um, has the majority of the fan base warmed back up to him have they forgotten about that or do they need to see some wins in the fall do you think to to kind of get back on the bandwagon I think winning helps with everything, but, um, you know, there's like moments where it seems like everything that happened last Thanksgiving ish, which is when all the Auburn stuff came to its, its fullest, uh, the Monday of the egg bowl, I think is when it all kind of happened. Um, I think like now that it's, it's April, like a lot of people have just kind of not like forgotten about it, but they don't really care anymore. But then like this ESPN story drops and it's brought back up again and people are talking about it again and like i don't think people want to hear about it anymore um you know i it's it's like every time that like someone tweets something that he said they're like we don't care anymore you didn't go to auburn and it's like i think there's a little bit of a, a like okay we get it it was a thing let's like all move on because we don't want it to happen again yeah uh, and so i, I think there's there's always going to be like the purists who were like, he's not an old Miss guy because he thought about leaving, you know, the Tommy Tupperville uh, kind of thing. Uh, but I think ultimately 
the majority of fans and uh, the ones who understand how this all works um, know that it's a business. And I know the athletic department understands that too. I talked to Keith Carter about this. You can't take it personally. This is just how it works. And um, you know, it, it is what it is. He he's, he's here. And uh, you know, ultimately this, this football program's in a way better place than it was a couple years ago after Hugh and, and everything that happened there and the Matt Luke stuff this program's on pretty solid footing right now and so i think um the majority of people understand that that um you know you're we're, we're they're there you know, i think fans can say we're in a far better place than we were in 2019 uh when uh you know elijah moore pretended to take a whiz on the field uh, i think things are in uh, i think most fans would agree they're in a better place uh right now but I, I think there's always going to be some people who are, you know, wondering if if he's, uh, you know, how invested he is in it. Because, like, this has been his – Lane does not stay places very long. It, it, I, the stat was, like, if he makes it through, like, midway this season, it'll be the longest he's ever been at a place, which is crazy to mm -hmm. think about. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think there's always going to be questions. And I think this might be something that we just do every year because – his name's always going to be hot. Uh, that's just kind of the way it is. And, um, you know, if, if you're playing the business part of it, you probably want your name to be out there because it means more money from you from whatever ends up happening. But I think the majority of fans understand that they're, that they're this program's in a better place. Now, I, I don't know if that means that their win-loss record is better this next year because their, their schedule is, is brutal. Um, you have Tulane as one of your non-conference games in New Orleans. Um, you know, I'm a USC grad. I have been hurt by Tulane very recently. <laughs> I have seen what they I wasn't even going to bring it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like I, I, I've seen it with my own eyes. Tulane's really good and they kept their coach and that's, they got a quarterback back and uh, that that's, that's going to be a fun one. Um, and then they've got a stretch where I'm not sure of the exact order, but it's, it's like Bama, Auburn, LSU and Arkansas all in a row. And they play at Georgia. Like that's, that's tough. That's really tough. And so I think this team's better than it was, um, you know, Jackson Darden, and I'm sure we'll, we'll want to talk about him, but he, he's looked great this spring, the defense, they bring in Pete Golding. You assume that there's some amount of, of improvement there. And I don't know if the record gets better because the schedule's so much worse. Like if they had the same schedule they had this year, you might be looking at like a 10 win team. Um, but the schedule is just, it's brutal. There's, there's no, there's, there are really no, it sounds cliche, but there are no days off, weekends off in the SEC. Unless like, you can't even say Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt's pretty good. They're building something there. Like there, there's, there are no really bad, you know, circle them on your calendar. This is the win. Was it, I think Van, wasn't Vanderbilt beating them at halftime? They were at halftime. Right. They were up. And I was like, what is happening here? And then Ole Miss, I think, won like 42 to zero in the second half. So Yeah, Ole Miss remembered that <laughs> Vanderbilt had a very bad pass defense. And Jackson okay. Dart threw for like 450 yards. Jonathan Mingo had uh, 270 yards, whatever it was. That's when uh, Lane was trying to get him the record. So they were up by like 20. <laughs> and I was like, that's perfect. Do you think we're ever going to get to a point where Lane Kiffin's Twitter is, uh, uh, you know, censored a la Pew Freeze down at Auburn? Because surely, surely no one is approving these messages Lane Kiffin's putting out. I think, like, when you, 
when you hire somebody like that, I think you have to understand that part of it is letting him be him. Yeah. And that's part of his brand is like the unfiltered trolling kind of being the heel to everybody and like kind of getting under everybody's skin <laughs> a little bit, but like not enough to the point where it's like, like vile or vulgar or like that egregious. But like, even the other day, like you texted me, he was tweeting about the Florida spring game. It was like seven to seven or whatever. Um, and he did the flame emojis or whatever it was. And then at after their spring game, which was like a 50 something to 50 something game, he's like, yeah, we like exciting spring games. And I was like, because he's like, because you see these zero zero games. And I was like, man, it's, it's there's always there's always a purpose to everything. And so uh, I, I, I don't think I think you hire him like when he's your head coach you know that there's just some things you got you you got to let him do it and for the most part he doesn't screw it up he he toes the line every once in a while and i'm sure he's he's probably had some conversations but uh i i don't think it's uh it's at risk of the alleged Hugh Freeze censored somebody else running it what whatever that situation is i'm still not i still don't have a ton of clarity on on what the the bylaws were uh, in, in that one, in his contract <laughs> on who gets to run his Twitter or whatever. But uh, I think you just got to let Lane be Lane. It's, it's it's the same reason you let him go for fourth downs yep, uh, yep. as much as he does. It's because it's just it's who he is and, and you hired him. And, and that's it's the reason you did is because he does things a little different. See, now I, I just think he's playing 4D chess, Cats, and, and he's sitting here saying when Florida fires Billy Napier in November. No. <laughs> remember. You know who puts up points in these? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just letting you know that's happening. That his name, Man, will be, his name will be rumored. Well, are you saying that Billy Napier? Are you already calling your shot that it's going to happen already? No, I, I'm just I'm I'm basically all in on trolling Florida at this point in time. But Fair. if if there's heat, yeah, Lane Kiffin will be mentioned there. But let's get back to Ole Miss, of course. Jackson Dart, you mentioned him. Is this thing is it over before it even began? Because all indication that I'm hearing is is Jackson Dart. Is I mean it would it would take a lot for Spencer Sanders or Walker Howard as talented as they may be to overcome Jackson Dart. What, what's your read on the situation? I mean Jackson had an amazing spring and there's there's no way around it. And um, you know it, it's one thing to have like the head coach tell you that and there's you know it's coach speak is what it is. But like every player that we talked to was like this is a different guy and we go to practices and we see it. And he's not making the crucial mistake. He looks comfortable. Physically, he looks he looks bigger. He was already a pretty big kid. Uh, he 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 looks the part even more so now. Um, and he's he just looks comfortable all around and, and relaxed. And uh, man, he was he was thrown. I know that he he started he played at at USC uh, as a true freshman, but. That was such a different offense. That was an air raid. I mean, that was going from that to what Ole Miss and, and Lane and Charlie Weiss Jr. do was so different. And um, I do think there's something to be said for that adjustment. And I know Lane said it a few times last year that's like he's almost having a second freshman season. I don't know if you go that far with it, but it was an adjustment. And, and he just looks – he looked like a different guy. And, um, you know, the spring game, his completion percentage wasn't great. Uh, he had some drops. But he didn't turn the ball over, and that's 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 the thing with him is if you can avoid the big mistake, he's going to make some really good things happen because he's got a really good arm talent, and he can move the ball with his legs. And um, 
you know, I, I think the team really rallies behind him too. He's he's a he's a magnetic kind of personality. I think people really like Jackson Dart, and if you talk to him, you you get it. Um, he's just kind of got that energy about him. Um, that being said, like if you're Spencer Sanders, I don't think you transferred to a place if you didn't think you had a chance. Yeah. Uh, especially when you've started four years and you've got one left. Like I don't think you go to Ole Miss when they tell you you're going to be a backup, that seems insane. I, I don't think you're, you sign up for that. So, and Spencer, his, he looked really good in the spring game. He was a little bit limited uh, over the spring um, with a shoulder injury that he had uh, at state at Oklahoma state that limited him a little bit last year. Um, but you know, he, he, again, he's got a track record. Like he can play his first team all big 12. He, he's a good player. Um, Walker Howard might have been the best quarterback at the spring game. He looked amazing. He's got a big arm, and uh, he just, he's he looked really good all spring too. And so, I know you take everything in the spring with a grain of salt, just because like we, you know, once a year you see like a walk-on guy who has like 140 yards in the spring game, and you're like, look for him in the fall, and then he catches like two passes the entire year, because that's you know certain guys show up, and it's it's all it's all so. Uh, different in the spring that being said i i do believe that jackson dart has has i mean it'd be foolish to think he doesn't have the edge uh, i'm not sure like people want to talk about like an open quarterback competition i, I don't and i think like lane kind of skirted around that too and and i said it's competition it's making everybody better um he 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 brought it up the other day um if you're a baseball team you don't just want one starting pitcher who's good. You want a bunch of starting pitchers who are good. That's how you build a team. And, you know, cause, cause his, he had said, uh, well, you can only play one. And he's like, well, you know, why wouldn't you have want to have a lot of good ones? Uh, cause what if something happens? Um, you know, if, if somebody, you know, heaven forbid somebody gets hurt, you want to be in a good spot and not be putting in a guy who isn't going to be able to win games. And so, uh, I do think there's something to be said for just improving the quality of the room um but uh i you, you gotta think just with the way dart looked and the way people talked about him and just the natural maturation of a guy from year one to year two uh you you would have to think he's in a pretty good spot but again there's that part of me that's like why what what's spencer sanders's play here like he what does he know that we don't know or why he came here in the first place and so it's 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 always it's it, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin are always one to monitor, as you know. There's always something going on to make it complicated. It's just another it, it's another day on the Ole Miss beat, uh, just trying to see how how it all shakes out. But Jackson's looked really good, and, and I would have to think that he's 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 put himself in a pretty good spot. And I'm not saying this is what happened, Cats, but you, you could you could convince me that they brought in Spencer Sanders just so he wouldn't go to Auburn. To, connect with old Hugh. <laughs> well you know there's a little gamesmanship uh that is that has been floated around and uh you know what the way the game is played in this i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say there's no way um yeah, right right because you know if you got them someone else doesn't so exactly exactly uh, i you know i'm not gonna rule it out because it's it's there's there's a lot of there's a lot of gamesmanship going around these days well, the other big addition that Ole Miss had this offseason, Pete Golding, of course, a new defensive coordinator. Um, thoughts on, on what you've seen from him at practice? It's obviously way too early to know if he will be a 
upgrade like I assume he will be. But uh, any, you know, talking to the players or anything, the energy at practice, and what can you tell us about Pete Golding uh, down there in Oxford? There, there was a, a an energy when players talk about him. And I think part of it is like because he has cachet. Like he's a guy that people know. He's a big name. He's getting, he got a big contract. Uh, you know, I know Alabama fans feel certain ways about Pete Golding, but uh, for the most part, he's a guy that people have a lot of, you know, positive feelings about around college football and Ole Miss was able to get him. And so um, I know players were like really excited. And when, you know, we asked them like, you know, what were your thoughts when you heard that it was happening? And they were all really excited because they understand his track record and the players that he's helped develop and that he's had. Um, and obviously part of that's recruiting too. Uh, you know, Will Anderson, I don't know if, it's, if there's a Will Anderson currently on Ole Miss's roster, uh, just in terms of, you know, pure that type of player. But I think they're excited about his track record. And I also think um, just the way the season ended last year, uh, particularly with them, the way they got gashed in the run game, it was really, I mean, it was really bad. Um, they, they just could not stop the bleeding. Mississippi State ran the ball pretty well against them. And that was, you know, that again, that was that was Mike Leach's rest in peace, you know, last game. Uh, and they're running, the air raid is running the ball on you at will. That's a tough, it's a tough look, right? Um, and, and so I, I think they're excited too that the defense is going to be different just schematically. Um, you know, the, the three, two, six, there's just games where it's just not going to work when they want to run the ball on you. You can't have two linebackers, undersized linebackers, um, and a bunch of defensive backs because, as we saw against Arkansas, uh, they're going to figure it out. They're going to exploit it. They're going to make your life miserable. And so I think there's excitement, too, about the defense being more multiple and, and it being more geared uh, to stop the things that really kind of did them in down the stretch. Um, I, it, yeah, we, again, we haven't, we haven't talked to Pete Golden yet because, you know, we only get to talk to, uh, coordinators once a year. It's in August. Uh, that's the Saban <laughs> school of, of doing things, one voice for the program, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so we, we, we haven't gotten to pick his brain yet, but players have been really high on just his, his football intelligence and the way that he kind of does things. Uh, there's an excitement for sure. And I know the spring game, it's like when there's 50, 105 points scored, whatever it was, people are like, oh God, here we go again. Um, but the defense, they had like two, you know, like play calls they could run. Uh, Lane has said that, you know, the offense was supposed to be vanilla too, but the uh, assistants took some liberties with play calling uh, and maybe ran some plays they weren't supposed to run that kind of caught the defense off guard. And then he's also talked about the fact that, you know, you don't want a 7-7, seven, seven, uh, you know, spring game. You want to get people excited. Uh, so the defense was behind the eight ball the whole time. So I don't think people should put any stock in what they saw um, in the spring game. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think, you know, this spring, too, was about uh, learning the playbook and figuring out where guys fit. And, you know, there were a lot of guys who didn't play this spring uh, that figured to be a big part of what the defense looks like. So. Um, it's a long-winded way of saying I don't think we know a ton yet other than the fact that players seem really excited about the move. All right, final question for you, Michael. Really appreciate your time. But, uh, you know, maybe what is the biggest question that you had coming into spring that you you feel like 
you've, you found an answer to uh, during camp? And maybe same thing, what is the biggest question that remains heading into fall for Ole Miss? I mean, it's this is the cheap way out, but uh, my biggest question was about the quarterbacks. What 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 is Dart? What does he? How does he handle this? Right? Not everybody is going to handle it really well. Some people are going to be like, "I'm out," and they're going to be despondent about it. They're going to handle it a certain way. Jackson's handled it really, really well, and I think he's a guy. He's he's a he's the cliche like chip on the shoulder guy. I think he's better when there's doubters or there's competition, iron sharpens iron, sharpens iron, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, you know, I, I wasn't sure how he was going to react to it and he's handled it exactly the way that he needs to. Um, and he's, he, he's gotten a lot better because of it. You know, the season didn't end like that long ago and the jump that he's made from that Texas bowl to now um, and I, again, I know it's spring and things look different than they will in, in a real game, but um, it's night and day from basically anybody you talk to. And, and he, he acknowledges it too. Um, he, he, he feels like he's a different quarterback. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I was curious, you know, is Spencer Sanders just going to walk in here and just take it and Jackson Dart's pouting, you know, yeah, I wasn't sure how that dynamic was going to work. Jackson there just handled it really, really well. And he's, he's become a, a, a better player for it. Like it's the thing I'm not really sure about yet. Um, is the, is, and this kind of seems like a, a question like every year is, is, is which Michael trigger we going to see? Um, he's got four touchdowns in, in, in two spring games here. And it always looks like he's going to be like, the, he, he looks like he should be the breakout guy, right? And they brought in a tight end from Memphis, Caden Prescorn, who is uh, he's a really good player. And Lane has said they haven't had a tight end like him who can kind of do everything. You know, Ole Miss has kind of had specialty um, tight ends. You know, Kenny Yaboa was was a kind of a slot ish guy. Trigg is kind of in that mold, not a guy you necessarily going to put in line a ton. And so. You gotta like figure out like we know how talented Michael Trigg is. We've seen it. There's a reason everybody wanted him. But what does the, the the playing share look like, and, and and how does he handle the competition? Um, you know, he 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 got suspended toward the end of last year. Um, he 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 um, you know, he he had some things to work on, and so I, I'm curious where he's at mentally um we know the physical part's going to be there everybody can see it um he looks like you know like when uh a high school you know it's varsity versus jv i mean he he just looks like he's just older bigger faster stronger than everybody out there and we know it's there the question is is he gonna get the opportunities because they brought in another guy to to kind of fill in the gaps that he doesn't do as well and you know what you're getting with Caden Prescorn. He was a he was an all AAC guy at Memphis last year. He's a really good all-around player. You know what you're getting day in and day out. I don't know if we know what you're getting day in and day out from Michael Trigg yet. And and I think that's that's the big mystery with him is is what which version of him are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the spring version that looks like uh, an all-American, or are you gonna get the one? I know he got hurt last year, but even before he got hurt. There was inconsistency. He just didn't always show up in games. And so uh, that's, that's the one thing I want to see is is which Michael Trigg is Ole Miss going to get this year. Yeah, anytime someone says Michael Trigg, all I think about is that there's a highlight of him at USC breaking like seven, eight tackles, looking like 
uh, damn LeBron James of college football or something. So if they get that guy, hmm. man, they're going to be tough to stop. You know what? Yeah, no, and I and I that's that's why you, that's why they took him right because you see, like they that and Lane has said it like that that those physical attributes don't just come along. Like you can find good tight ends and and big receivers, but like that package is really really rare. Mm -hmm. So if you have a chance to pick that up, like you are betting on the fact that he's going to figure it out. And uh, you know, if he can figure it out for a for a whole season, man, he's. Is he's going to make himself a lot of money soon in the NFL because he's got everything you could possibly want in terms of, of of the big, strong receiving tight end who's the ultimate mismatch. Well, Mike, I really appreciate all your time. Before you go, can you tell the audience uh, where's the best place to find all your work? Yeah, so you can find me at uh, djournal.com. It's the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. Uh, if you if you want to look at the tweets, I always give a disclaimer. <laughs> A lot of stuff that doesn't involve anything that you probably care about. But if you do want to see the tweets, it's at Michael L. Katz, and that's K-A-T-Z. Uh, a lot of different things going on on the Twitter feed. But uh, if, if there's something, uh, if, if there's Ole Miss news in there, uh, you, you can be sure that it, it will be in there somewhere. It just matters like where it is on the timeline. Uh, something <laughs> dumb might happen, and I'll probably have a tweet about it. So. <laughs> All right. So just want to say thanks again, Michael, for joining the show. Yeah. You can find his Twitter handle. And a link to his website, the DJ Journal, in the show notes. But man, I apologize, cool Shane. Yeah, I met him down there at that SC, or at oh, the yeah, SEC right. Media Days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a cool, cool cat. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I I apologize for uh, not recording you for half the show here, but That's all uh, right. it was such a great one. We just. I had to keep going with it, you know what? But uh, yeah, clearly, clearly, I have a radio voice anyway, Mike. So, <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else before we hop off the line? No. Again, excited about the the new hotline. Uh, you know, this is just a couple of things we want to do. We want to get a little more fan interactive this season, and uh, we got some cool stuff a brewing. So just keep keep your ears to the ground. The closer we get, and more definitive dates we have. Uh, we got some stuff planned and uh, where we'd like to come see you guys. So, uh, But other than that, Mike, this is, again, we've we got to soak up the last of the – it's like the last two drops, the last slice of pizza, you know. It's like got to get it. we got Alabama, we got LSU, and then after that we've got a lull of no college football. But we'll have plenty of college football content coming to you from that SEC podcast. So be sure to subscribe to all of our, our social media outlets – uh, we're now on Facebook. I think we, we, we what do we get up to a hundred there? I think we're slowly, but surely growing that thing, uh, TikTok, but mainly Twitter, Reddit, uh, the Reddit's really cool. Uh, Mike talked, I don't know if you caught it on the last show, but he's been putting all the, uh, the highlights of the spring game. So maybe you didn't get to see the spring games because you're not subscribed to ESPN plus. You can always jump on Reddit and catch those highlights. Yeah, no doubt. Well, brother, I appreciate you. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. (laughs) See you guys. Go Vols. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.